0: Checo's win closes gap to Verstappen. Did Alonso highlight Monaco problems? It's a Monaco pool party! Hey, baby, you like my speedos? Welcome to the Late Night Race Review.
1: It's Sunday, not Monday, the 29th of May. Thanks for joining (laughs) us again here on the Late Night Race Review for the Monaco GP. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me as always, with the underwhelming excitement of a deflating brown balloon, it's Mr. (laughs) Owen Scott. But now, I want to welcome a new permanent member to the podcast, a man that's so incredible, with so much passion for F1, we thought about axing a certain member of the podcast. It's Mr. (laughs) Ezidio Consalvesh. On this week's episode, we take a look back at an unexpected action-filled Monaco GP and what it means for the Drivers and Constructors Championship, and we look forward to the next race in Azerbaijan with our predictions game. As always, your support for the cast is much appreciated, so get hitting those like and follow buttons on social media and get sharing with your friends. Now it's time to hand over to Scotty and get on with the show. Evening, lads. Uh, Let's jump
0: right in and get the most interesting topic for me out of the way—the race start. Uh, What on earth was uh, all that confusion about, Dave? Can you can you explain to me um, why there was so much confusion around uh, the rain and tires, etc.?
1: Jesus, skipping the pleasantries, Scotty. Today, just diving straight Straight in. in. Just straight in. (laughs) No kissing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Snorkel on. Dive in. Uh, Do you know? I was uh, I was ready to start this podcast with a rant about that race start i was really really annoyed um (laughs) but i've since there's been some information kind of come out since which is uh not without its question marks so there's there's a few stages to this so the race control delayed the start um on safety grounds uh now we had a sprinkling of like it was a sprinkling of rain when the rain was to start I'm sorry, when the race was to start. It was certainly enough to get the cars around for a lap or two on the slick tires. Um, and it would have probably seen everybody dive into the pits when the heavy rain came down. So, they apparently there was a lot of confusion between the two race directors because we have two race directors now, which we had them sort of uh, with uh, sort of contra- contrasting kind of uh, decisions uh, as to how the race should start. Um, so, we ended up st- going for some formation laps then uh, on uh, behind the safety car. The heavy rain came down and apparently then that caused a power outage um, in for, at race control, um, which is why we, there was the then the, the delay of the start, which they're saying that's why the start was delayed. But that's nonsense because the red flag would have come out anyway because there was so much standing water on the, the circuit, like you couldn't have ran. So... I'm not saying there wasn't a power outage, but that necessarily wasn't the actual only reason because the rain was actually so heavy at that stage. But they're saying that there was a power outage then, um, which then led to us having a rolling start as opposed to a uh, standing start. Yeah. So based on that, I suppose I can kind of understand what had gone on. Obviously, if a power outage, there's a power outage, but with so many sort of conflicting reports coming out, having the two race directors trying to make that decision when both of them had a difference of opinion that's not what we need like that's nearly the opposite of what michael Ma- michael massey okay making a wrong decision but at least he called it and owned it whereas now we have two race directors with two different opinions on how the race should have started
0: um Isidro, is, it, is it times like this that you you miss um Toto and and christian uh, going live <laughs> on sky sports to, to michael massey giving out about things and him talking back the um what what's the word i'm looking for the um there was a bit of ambiguity because you couldn't see what the race directors were talking about um did, do you miss the days when we could see that live on tv uh
2: well it, it's fun to to hear the the shouting between the, <laughs> between the directors but then again i, I think from a professional point of view, it's better if those discussions go on the background rather than the, on the open public, just for, I don't know, you never know what what they will say out loud in the heat of the discussion. Yeah. Oh, that's and the fun then... part. <laughs> yeah, that's <what>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, I, we were all yeah. given out about it last year, but this year now... I I kind of want it back a little bit. (laughs) I wanted to hear
1: the confusion that was going on. Like everybody, no one knew what tire spot, no one knew why the race was being delayed. No one knew anything. And there was just absolute chaos. So yeah, it would have been amazing to hear the radio calls going back, (laughs) especially if race control had a power outage and they're just like, you know, stop calling us like the power is out. I imagine there'll
2: be a few interns running around the hallways. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> passing the message. Looking for a thirteen amp fuse. <laughs>
0: um, so there was there was a a power outage, but that that you're saying that that's not necessarily why everything was held up. It was it was more to do with um, the the standing water that was there.
1: Well, I think so. So I think in the series of events, I think the power outage happened. So when they went out on the formation laps, um, so when the the race was d- delayed initially at the start because of a little dusting of rain. And they go out on the formation lap. Then when the downpour came, I think that's when the power outage happened. Nice. So um, so then at that obviously led to the rolling start and stuff like that. But up until then, it, the, the, the actual initial start, uh, where it went out under the formation, that was two race directors with conflicting, um, <laughs> conflicting ideas as to how a race should actually be started. So um, yeah.
2: Interesting. That, interesting. I think they it? should add the third director just a mediator between... Just them. bring
1: Michael Massey back for the crack. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what, what you can was, have uh... a dive, have three guys in. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Michael Massey has been, uh, I think we, we uh, concluded, Dave, that he'd been moved to a different sector within... The FIA yeah, the, wasn't it? The, the,
1: the toilet section.
0: Yeah, <laughs> scrubbing <laughs> he, he the jags. He was dealing with. I think it was Hass. Uh, Hass's new livery. Him and Mazepin were had the crayons out. I believe.
1: So someone's going to go to the to the uh, the FIA uh, cubicle where he's cleaning the toilets now and say, "We're we're going to give you a promotion, Michael. Uh, we're bumping you back up to race control." But uh, just to say, you're not there to make any decisions, really. You're just there in, in the event of a tie break. You're there to to, to, to level the playing field michael's
0: time to shine yeah uh, step <laughs> up okay let, let's move past the the, the start yeah. of the race or else we'll, we'll never get to the end yeah let's get on with the, let's get on with that <laughs> what actually happened we, we we finally got underway and it was uh, it was a question of say what what tires would be on and kind of watching the track uh, and how it dried out and we went from say wets to inters to slicks and what it seemed like ferrari um, had control of the race Red Bull played it just right with that overcut, Max and Checo getting ahead of Carlos and Charles, uh, respectively, and putting them in the position to finish first and third in the end. Um, was this, Dave, was this say a Red Bull tactics masterclass or a failure on Ferrari's part not to
1: cover that overcut? Oh, it was definitely a bit of both, I think. Um, I think the the Red Bulls knew the power of the intermediate tire. Um, Ferrari I mean look we'll be talking all through this podcast about the absolute train wreck of a strategy that they <laughs> they opted for um so yeah I'll keep, I'll keep it short for this one uh so my answer is it was a bit of both <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: See what, what? yeah I, I agree it was a bit of both uh Ferrari was too too late to follow up on the Red Bull strategy. I mean, it's like they—they they were not aware of what uh, Red Bull was trying to pull when they brought both at the same time, and then they tried to to fight back, but it was too late. And then they screw up with uh, with Leclerc and signs, and then Leclerc uh, shouting. And... But I mean, I... sorry, Scotty. Go on. I was about to. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just about to say about but
0: Leclerc shouting there. There was confusion. What what happened with Ferrari there, where he came into the pits, and then he was they were screaming at him to say, "Don't go into the pits. Keep on going. Keep
1: on going." Yeah, I think the, they were they were flying by the seat of their pants. Like so, what happened? I think was so they realized when Perez came in, like they obviously go in with strategies, multiple strategies. Like I, I couldn't even tell you how many, but there's certainly going to be five, six, seven strategies that they could possibly go for. That's why you always hear like, you know, plan A, plan B, up to plan D and then, or plan D plus five or whatever it might be. Yeah. So they, I think they had a, a um, an optimum, um, optimal strategy for this race. And what happened was Perez pitting... Um, Maybe threw that a little bit when they came in when he came in for the inters, and then I think Carlos didn't do them any favors when he sort of started shouting that you know I'm going straight for slicks, you know that he didn't want to go for the inters. Yeah, and I think maybe that just threw them ever so slightly to the point where, and this is something Ferrari do spectacularly well is they shit the bed when something like this happens when 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 it comes to race strategy and you have to make. You know, mission critical calls. Um, you know, on the spur of the moment, they are renowned for getting those decisions wrong. Like they're just—it's just something that seems to be within their DNA at this stage. Um, so I think when that happened, like Leclerc was all only like Leclerc was only out on the intermediates for a short period until then came in for his slicks, and then. Someone obviously thought, okay, let's get them both on slicks. And then sort of, I, I mean, at the the last second thought, sort of thought, hang on, the Inter is quite strong here. We could have Leclerc obviously go around again on the Inters and actually keep probably keep position. Whereas as they instead made that call way too late and um, bring them both in. And what was worse is they, they were way too close together as well. So when they came yeah. in, like you saw from Leclerc's onboard, like he had to almost stop while signs was still in getting the tires changed. So yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was a terrible, terrible mix up on the strategy.
2: It really was bad. Yeah. Cedro? I think Ferrari uh, lack the balls to make the call before Red Bull. Mm. If, I mean, if Red Bull decide to just, well, let's try this if it works. And Ferrari, wait, what? Two right, two two laps, before they realize. Well, Red Bull isn't okay. Let's try our luck. Hmm. And I think Ferrari uh, lacked the ambition. Just to take the lead on the on the pit stops. Yeah, I agree. That what uh, decided the race in Monaco. It was the the pit stops, really.
1: And you think as well there there was a there was a bit of panic as well that set in when they realized that. Perez was so quick on the, when he came out on the fresh inters that, and they, they could sort of see, you know, that they were going to lose track position at that point. And then they were trying to frantically come up with a strategy that was going to regain those track, that track position back. And in the end to sort of try and salvage one place, they ended up sort of scuppering two places. Um, yeah.
0: After last week's uh, race orders from from Red Bull, it must have been quite satisfying for for Perez today to take the win, um, and not be in a position where they, he had to give up the position to, to to Max. Um, it's it's another reminder. I feel anyway, and I've been saying this since the start of the season, that uh, Perez is really up in his game this year.
1: Sure, yeah. If he didn't give up that position in the last race as well, I mean. He, he's up there. He could be a title contender. Yeah. But they're, I, I think they're still going to favor. I think even if he was to win, say, the next race, even if Max came second, you know, but he, he creeped into Max's lead a little bit more in the next race. I still think they will favor Max in the team orders when it comes down to it. I don't think, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know at what point they might make the decision that they'll favor him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it will only be maybe if there was literally no other option like, you know, but that basically, you know, any sort of giving places back to Max isn't going to do any good at that stage. But I mean, they could end up, you know, they could end up ruining if, if Max Verstappen wasn't going to win the world title this year. They could end up ruining a possibility of Perez winning the world title by sort of, you know, chipping away at points. To, in team orders, giving them to Verstappen.
2: Yeah, Seidra, what do you think? Yeah, at the moment, if if Paris wins another race with Verstappen second, then Red Bull will start thinking what should he do. But like Dave was saying, I think Max will always be. Let's I don't want to say favorite, but considering that Max is the current uh, is the current champion, uh, defending the title. I think that will paint to his side To If they have to sacrifice, it will be Paris second to let Max uh, win the championship again, uh, kind mm. of back to back, even if uh, Paris is doing very, very well at the moment. And I, I think Red Bull doesn't want to be in the same position as Mercedes was with uh, Hamilton and Rosberg, where they'd have two pilots fighting aggressively, aggress- aggressively Within the team, rather than with the other, the other drivers. Mm. So Red Bull needs to be careful with that. They know what happened with Mercedes and Hamilton and Rosberg. I'm sure they don't want to do the same with with. They don't want the same to happen uh, with Red Bull and Max and uh, Checo.
0: Yeah, and they've had some of this before between Ricardo and and Max. Um, so I don't think they're they're going to to risk anything there. But Dave Le- Leclerc, I, I think he'll be devastated today with that that P four finish in his home race. And there was a bit of naivety on on Ferrari's part today, tactically. I know we've kind of discussed that already, but he really will be shattered by by today's result, won't he?
1: Yeah, it was funny as he was interviewed afterwards. He was sort of saying he's not surprised, um, which is kind of sad, really, when it's your home race. Um, but he's just, I think he said he's getting used to the bad luck he's getting. Um, and after the qualifying that he had yesterday, um, like, I mean, I, I wanted to see obviously when Perez spun out and brought out the yellow flags, um, and, and the, and the session then was, was stopped. I, he was four tenths. I think it was up on his previous lap time. Like, so the time he was about to put in there was, uh, oh, was stellar. So I was so he, he's been on fire this weekend with pace. I think the race starts the, the, the I don't think the wet necessarily caused the issue. I think just how the 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 the, the, the rolling starts happened, the, the the strategy from Ferrari, which we've obviously discussed, was an absolute disaster. And then also then the sort of the restart, then because if if the I think if the, the race had played out the way it was up until um, Schumacher, uh, and the, and the, the red flag coming out on the restart, if they didn't still have the technical issues in race control, if the restart was able to start under the, the lights, um, which it obviously didn't, it went on a rolling start, but if it had started under the lights, then I think Leclerc might've had an op- option to try and regain places back, um. Possibly not for the race win, but certainly probably to a point where Ferrari had a decision to make then in terms of team orders and stuff. If Signs was still in front, um, but overall, look, it didn't pan out that way. That's just me sort of talking ifs and buts and wins. Um, but look, P4, he's not that far behind uh, Verstappen in the drivers' uh sort of title at the moment. So, look, take it. He'll be here next year. Um, but yeah. I'm sure it hurts, but like he said, he's probably getting a bit used to it now at this stage. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cedro, um, last week we had a, a strong P4 finish uh, in Barcelona, and a P2 finish um, this week. Carlos Sainz seems to be kind of shrugging off that that blanket of bad luck that he had uh, he had on. Do you think that he's uh, he's starting to claw back some form finally and get into grips with the with the Ferrari car?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, it seems that the bad luck that uh, Science had is now it passed to Leclerc, as it seems. (laughs) But uh, the improvements on the car and in Science, I think they are paying back, and he's more confident and he's definitely doing much better. Mm. So I can understand that uh, Leclerc may feel a bit nervous, as uh, Science is only a few. it's still it's still a lot of points, but all it takes is a few podiums uh, to signs and look like outside the podium, and then suddenly Ferrari might be in the same position as as Red Bull about mm-hmm. having two pilots fighting to be to be the number one and probably fighting for the for the top position. Yeah.
1: Well, Paris is only oh, sorry. Um, signs is only a race win, really, away from being in, back in the mix. Do you know, if he gets a race win and say Leclerc and Verstappen don't score points, uh, like, I mean, that, that's how close it is, you know, and I know that's a hypothetical, but I mean, that is how close he is. He's still not out of the hunt. So if he turns around this uh, poor luck he's been having, um, you know, he's still there. Same as, like I said, Russell and any of the, anyone in the top five there, I think is still, still in the hunt.
0: Yeah, the 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 early performances by by Leclerc over Verstappen and and how the Red Bull was performing. Do you think maybe we might have all got a little bit excited, a little bit too early
1: about, about Leclerc? About Leclerc? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think we said this at the start. I think we no. <laughs> no no. <Scott. laughs> <laughs> End of podcast. See you next week. <laughs> um, no, no, we, I, we, we spoke about this on a previous podcast um, where like, we, knew, we know the skills that Leclerc has, but what he does lack is that calmness of a more mature driver, the experience that comes with that. Um, when I watched him around, even around Monaco, in the wet, I was almost expecting, especially when it came to the chicane, and that's not just because he's gone off a couple of times at chicanes, but just even going into the chicane, I could more, I was more expecting to see him like the the rear stepping out on the car or hitting the the barrier or, you know, taking the sausage curb too hard or something like that and spinning out more than I was Verstappen. Do you know what I mean? I just had more confidence that Verstappen was able to keep his cool when he needed to, um, so that, that, that's the only thing. So I don't think we're, we got carried away too soon. I think uh, Leclerc is an absolute incredible driver, absolutely a world champion. Um, shit calls by Ferrari aside, I do think the only thing that would maybe be his downfall would be the lack of experience, the lack of maturity to make uh, those um, quick decisions that would maybe be better to, say, take that second place uh, as opposed to what he may do, which would be take the late lunge to try and get the first place and you know spin out or 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 take him and and whoever's in front out um that's the only thing i think he 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 does have that I'm, i I, I want to go for first place at all costs so um so may, may, maybe that's probably could be his downfall this season, but otherwise uh no I think he's an incredible driver yeah
0: yeah it's um i I feel for me just to clarify. I got a little bit too excited about Leclerc too quick.
1: That's all right, uh, Scotty. That's all right.
0: <laughs> within the first two races, I was like, oh, my God, this guy is
1: going to win the championship easily. <laughs> Join us on the excitement bench. <laughs> the hype bench.
0: I am excited about him. But, yes, yeah, yeah. There's it is a long, long season. As we're seeing, it can turn around within the space of one or two races. Everything can turn around, which is great. Um, so I think even the, the talk of one, two drivers and, again, very very early in the season, and we've a bit to go, I think, before we get there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Mercedes won't be displeased with uh, with their weekend. It started off a little bit tricky. There was uh, complaints from both Lewis and George um, about how the car was performing um, all the way up until uh, until qualifying. Um, but a strong strong finish in the end. Where did where did they both finish? It was P five and P eight. Hmm. That's a decent weekend for for Mercedes. Do you think?
1: That's Russell finishing P5 or above in every race this season again. Crazy. So he's having a – like, I mean, that's that's great results for him. Um, Lewis maybe not so much, but, I mean, the P8, um, again, given the circumstances, the track it was, um, I, I wouldn't fault him for coming P8. Um, I still think, again, I think if he wasn't stuck behind – uh, you know, I don't. I don't think he would have been battling with Nor- uh, with Russell, even if he got up to P six. I don't think he would have been overtaking Russell anyway. Yeah. So, um, but i You know, you forgive him for the P eight, but still, great result. they they're they're making uh, moves in the right direction with that car. Uh, I think uh, Baku coming up will be a good test because we haven't really seen since Barcelona. We haven't really seen um, what that car can do now because Monaco is m- m- maybe not a good. Um, Good place to see those upgrades working. So yeah. Baku should be good. Look forward to that.
0: Pedro, what do you think of, of Mercedes throughout the weekend?
2: And just before that, just a quick uh, a quick side note on the Mercedes, not the Mercedes team itself, but the Mercedes engine. They did quite well mm-hmm. because uh, Russell, Norris, Hamilton, Vettel, they all had Mercedes engine on their on their cars. So overall, even though the Mercedes team didn't do that good, I think the whatever. Mercedes engine uh, mechanics did, they did something good mm. uh, on the, on the race. Uh, again, I can understand Hamilton's frustration about, uh, you are saying that, oh, we are from the one drivers, the rain doesn't scare us. Mm. Uh, but even the, that frustration, I think, like David said, Monaco is, uh, you don't have many places to over to. To overtake the the car in front of you and in this case it was uh, like yeah it was a bit of bad luck not only for Hamilton but everyone that was just stuck uh uh, uh, behind Alonso.
0: okay with the amount of rain that we had there there was bound to be some crashes today and apart from the Latifi and Stroll little tips on on lap one um the only really notable loss of control was was Mick Schumacher today literally losing the rear of his car um on turn 15 yet again and and, and splitting it into um is the, is this a design uh, feature on new F1 cars that that once they they hit in that position that the car splits that way or what
1: is this with the Haas cars um <clears throat> yeah i'm not 100% sure of the well yes it is it's a design feature i think it's on all cars the chassis right. all the chassis are, are are designed like this now uh, since Grosjean's crash in Bahrain uh-huh. um so again i'm not 100% sure how or uh, um the actual sort of the design elements of it but it's designed i think to stop the fuel cell being torn open um, so nice. it means that when there's an impact in the rear um it sort of snaps off the rear rather than putting strain i think on the fuel cell um, which is you know sort of next up in line um, which is what happened in Roman Grosjean's crash. That you know, it sort of ripped the car in half, but in, in turn not only ripped the car in half, but also ripped the fuel cell, um, and which caused the fireball. So by yeah, snapping it at the rear like that, it um yeah that that's what it's, it's it's supposed to protect the fuel cell. But it surprisingly, I thought it would have stood up to a little bit. Now I know it was a it was a hefty crash by Mick, but I. I I thought maybe the rear might have held up a little bit more because when I saw, I like I think when the camera cut to it first, we it, it wasn't live shots like of the accident. It was yeah. showing the the aftermath of the crash, and I saw the rear of the car sitting there, and I was like, oh my god, this must he must have gone in here at some pace, mm. um, and then you see he kind of actually lost it. He'd actually slowed down quite a bit before he hit the the tech pro, um. And then obviously, the you know, he sort of more so hit it with the sort of the left rear and it tore it off. So, yeah, it's a design feature, but yeah, I was surprised how easily it came apart.
0: Mm. And yet again, uh, Isidro, Mick Schumacher torpedoing his way around a racetrack and ending up with the DNF.
2: Yeah, he's uh, if there's a pilot with the with the bad luck, that's definitely Mick Schumacher, he's mm-hmm. not the. Uh, it's been a couple of races uh, not doing good, and and the team and getting almost try to get a new car every time that the, he needs to go on t- to another race. Mm. It's not helping, and uh, but but I was I too was surprised to see the car split in two, and uh, but as I was reading more about it, it was was uh, a accident that made this. Uh, this change in the cars which is always welcome at least the uh, FIA is learning mm. accident after accident to improve the safety uh, but yeah I'm happy that Nick Schumacher was able to get out without any injury on that because when you first see the cars split two I mean that's never good but uh, the fact that he was able just to get out and say oh at least I don't have to pay the bill for the fix <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's always a shocking sight to see a car split like that. You always presume the worst, especially when you don't see the crash live. Um, but yeah, Jesus delighted that he he got
1: out. He was he he walked out of it pretty much okay.
0: It'll be um, interesting
1: to see what <clears throat> uh, implications this will have for Haas later on in the season in terms of the cost cap. Yeah, <clears throat> because um, I mean, already Horner came out and said that he reckons that teams might end up missing races towards the end of the season if it means um, keeping under the the cost cap. Um, I mean, Ferrari then came out and said that they won't be able to keep under the cost cap this year at all, um, but will continue racing and take the penalty or fines that come with that. Um, But... For Haas, though, I mean they, you know, I mean they they've fairly put their cars to the ringer. I'm pretty sure as the season goes on, uh, Mick and uh, Kevin Magnuson will have a few more uh, sort of tips and stuff as it goes. So when you consider the crash that uh, Mick Schumacher had back in um, Jeddah, they estimated that that crash cost something in the region of a million uh, dollars. So whatever that is, eight hundred fifty thousand, nine hundred thousand, whatever euros. Um, when you consider that sort of amount for that accident and then look at the crash today, um, I mean, it's probably fairly on par in terms of the damage that's done to the car. So um, so that's going to eat into their cost cap quite considerably, I'd say. So that's that's another factor of how that might play out later on in the year if they start having accident or keep having sort of accidents like that.
0: Yeah, there may be something that we'll have to discuss in a, in a pit crew episode. We'll talk about the finances uh, and that aspect. So that's interesting to see how far that, that cost cap will actually go for certain teams. Hmm. Uh, but leading up to today, Dave, um, the, uh, with the Monaco GP, there'd been a lot of talk about whether it should stay in the calendar, and this this is obviously the, the final year of that contract. Um, and that Now that we've seen this season's Monaco race, what are your opinions?
1: Um... Do you know, I look, we have. I think in the last couple of episodes of the podcast, I've said I think Monaco should probably be axed, um, in terms of in uh, favor of a track that's going to provide better racing. Yeah, but when the weekend sort of came about, and I was watching the coverage, and uh, even the cars just going around the track, even at times when it got like towards the end of the race, when it sort of started getting a bit boring, you know, when everyone was on the slick tires and it was sort of just the merry go round, I was still kind of like, oh, it's Monaco. Like there was something nice about, you know, watching a race at Monaco see and, and seeing the circuit. Hmm. So I would hope that they will find a solution. Uh, and I have seen some people who are much more knowledgeable on track design than I am, uh, put forward some theories on how they could maybe improve the, the, the circuit, uh, and which would sort of obviously uh, mean using certain different streets around Monaco, um, but still keeping a portion of the existing circuit. Um, so that might be an option, but they have to do something because unfortunately if it's going to retain, like I know it was a bit exciting this weekend, but let's not be under any false illusion here that this was just a, you know, rain, a mess up with the, the the um race control uh poor strategy from you know you know it wasn't this wasn't the circuit this was <laughs> this was ex- uh, uh external factors yeah. that uh created a bit of excitement because once we all had sl- once everyone had slick tires on um we had another monaco race where like there was no pos- change of position everybody was stay i mean we had fernando alonso in 7 what what do you have there 33 seconds behind the car in front who was i think um, norris was it yeah, yeah it would have been Al- norris alonso in front to, of... alonso to norris <clears throat> yeah 33 seconds so from uh, alonso back to albon is yeah, yeah. Um, there was no overtaking. like I said. so there was one like said, well, there was one second 1.2 seconds or or in some t- cases you know under one second within drs and uh, we had a stand that's what a monaco race is like and people can say that's because the cars are getting heavier just because the cars are bigger. But I watched the F2 race. Uh, I watched the F2 sprint race. Actually, I didn't see the feature race, but I watched the F2 sprint race um, on the Saturday. And those cars are smaller than the F1 cars. Hmm. And they still, there was no overtaking going on in that race. Um, so, you know, you can argue that the, the size of the cars is an issue, and I'm sure it is a factor but there's a lot more going on here than, than just that. Yeah.
2: So what's your opinion on Monaco? Um, I like Monaco. It's, it's been one of those classic races, and you don't have many, um, many races with a tunnel like the Monaco has. And since, since the beginning of times, hearing the generation of cars after generation going through the tunnel and the just the, the different sound at different uh, engines over over the time uh no, i like i like monaco uh, it's it's uh it's a race that gets decided i'll say in the, with the qualification on saturdays not yeah. in the race day because it really matters if you stay if you get the pole position monaco it'll be very unlucky if you don't finish first well uh, today was a bit different with the with a heavy rain but usually if you do well in the qualifying you'll be doing well in the in the day because it's very it's very difficult to overtake especially as they will say cars are getting bigger and wider and truck is still the same as uh, as it was 30 years ago so I don't I I don't want to see Monaco go away but uh, if they can uh, make a few changes to make it more interesting and don't and don't just uh, let the qualification decide who will win the race on Sundays. Uh, I'll be up for it, but removing Monaco, uh, uh, there's a bit of uh, uh, magic and history you know, in those in those tracks.
1: But how how long are you going to keep the? And I'm all for not removing the history of Formula One. And I that's what I'm saying. When the race weekend comes about, it, it's amazing to see Monaco there. But I mean. We're effectively just calling it an exhibition. Other than the qualifying, like say the qualifying is where it's at, but it's it's just it's an exhibition race nearly at that stage. I you
2: think know. Monaco it's a race for the for the strategy of the teams rather than this rather than the skills of the pilots. Of course, the skills are important. The pilot uh, in that day, we don't want him to crash, but it's the strategy that the team decide. That will be important. I think it's maybe just a race for the, for the team strategy rather than a race for the pilots. But
1: with the new owners, you know, who are all about the show, hence the push in America and the drive to survive and all that type of stuff, you know, it's not going to cut it with them, you know, and I can't imagine they're going to have too much loyalty to the history, even though they, I'm sure publicly they will say that, but it's all about money at the end of the day. Um,
2: well, I'm, I'm sure Monaco has the money to say, well, we want to stay. Well,
1: they they haven't paid anything. I think up until they, they've had a sort of a free ride at the at the um, in terms of the contract fees that are paid. Um,
2: yeah, it's like it's more FIA that needs Monaco than Monaco needs the the FIA money.
1: Yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be interested. I hope I just hope that they they do some alteration and it, it does stay. I mean, I I love Monaco being there, but it if there's no alteration, pff, it's a slog every season that this race comes up <laughs> yeah well I mean with, with the contract talks um,
0: or the contract being up now this year uh, something's gonna something's gonna have to be done
1: but so the contract talks going... Aren't, aren't going well apparently yeah
0: so I mean something will happen uh, regardless uh, coming into next season so time will tell on on Monaco mm-hmm. but I think we, we can all agree that we'd all like to keep it there in some form um, but sure. yeah yeah how it goes forward. Yeah. We shall see, I guess. Just for the rents. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they should just run a, run a hose uh, throughout the whole uh, track and just have it wet all of the time. Like a big water slide.
1: (laughs) I heard someone mention about, I think it was Martin Brundle saying about, would it be interesting having Monaco as a night race?
2: Oh, Oh, that's been interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that.
1: Would be interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, as I say, we, we'll see. Um, so today, Dave. Before we get to our predictions, we just want to have a quick little run through the uh, the drivers and the constructors, just so we can sum that up going into um, into the next race. Are you uh, asking me, or <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, do you want to take it from the top on the on the drivers? And I'll, I'll uh, yeah, all right. I'll go. I'll go through, the, I'll go through
1: the, the drivers here. So our current standings after the Monaco GP. Then we have uh, Max Verstappen on 125. Uh, Second, we have Charles Leclerc on 116. Sergio Perez in third, 110. George Russell in fourth on 84. Mm -hmm. Carlos Sainz in fifth on 83. Lewis Hamilton in sixth on 50. Lando Norris in seventh on 48. Valtteri Bottas in eighth on 40. Esteban Ocon in ninth uh, with 30 points. Kevin Magnussen in 10th, 15. Daniel Ricciardo down in 11th on 11 points. Yuki Tsunoda on 11 points in twelve. Uh, 13th we have Fernando Alonso on 10 points, Pierre Gasly in 14th on six. 15th we have Sebastian Vettel on 5 points, 16th we have Albon on 3, Lance Stroll on 2 in 17th, uh, Joe Guan Yu in 18th on 1, and then Mick Schumacher, Nico Hulkenberg and Nicholas Latifi have a big fat goose egg between them.
0: It, isn't it funny to look at that uh, those standings and see Nico Hulkenberg above Ahead. Latifi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <sighs> That's <Funny>. great. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, just run through the constructors there. Uh, we have uh, Red Bull Racing at, at the very, very top of the standings with 235 points and Ferrari um, just behind on 199. Uh, third, Mercedes uh, with 134. McLaren in fourth with a 59 points. Big old gap between those two there. Um, Alfa Romeo with 41 points, largely from Valtteri Bottas' um, performances this year, even though I'm quite down on him usually. Yep. Um, Alpine on 40 points. Alfa Tauri on 17. Haas F1 team at 15 points, which they would have been delighted with last year, but I think they'll be a little bit disappointed with this year. Um, Aston Martin with seven. And down at the bottom with um, his lovely flaming red hair, uh, the Williams uh, with Albon scoring their only three points.
1: Geez, looking interesting. Looking interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so we have a look at um, our predictions for Monaco. Yeah. And then go for our <clears throat> predictions for, for the next race then after that. So how do we do it then this week? There's three of us.
1: All right, we'll just uh, well let, let's uh, I don't know who called out there. So I'll, I'll fuck it. Up. We'll just go in order. I'll call out mine first. Um, okay. Because okay. it was an absolute shit show for me. In fact, it was an absolute. All right, yeah, it was for a shit everyone. Show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for everyone. <laughs> all right, so my top three: I had uh Max Verstappen taking the win, Perez coming in second, and I don't know what glue I was sniffing, but Hamilton coming in third. <laughs>
0: Oh, that was an interesting one. So, needless to say, you have no points there whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll I'll give you mine. Uh, Number one had Charles Leclerc. um, And that was looking good for a while until they fucked up the pit stop. Um, Max in two, which didn't happen either. And then Russell in third, which kind of happened, but it did not. So, again, duck it. A goose egg. Yeah. I want Duck, not Goose. (laughs) Cedro, what were your predictions?
2: Oh, very bad. What looked like for the first position. Max Verstappen second, George Russell third. Nothing happened. (laughs) Verstappen came third, but
1: I think this is this the first weekend that nobody has we haven't guessed a a single position in the top three Um, between anybody.
0: I think we've had that before. Oh no! Between the two of us, no. no like, no, no.
1: yeah, like nobody yeah. has got a single position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah clean slate, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, in for the win.
0: <laughs> so no points for anyone so far. All right, Dave. Um, what was what was your flop then? All right, before?
1: my flop. Which I should nearly claim this as a flop, but I uh, look under the rules of the game. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Charles Leclerc with a DNF crash. Um, yeah. Still, <laughs> technically a flop for him, but it wasn't a flop in the context of the this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I went something similar. Um, I said that science was going to have a DNF crash, and he nearly did. Did you see the save? Uh,
1: yeah, I thought oh, that was it.
0: Save. Yeah, I and I, as as he was, um, I, I don't was that live actually on on TV? Did that? Did it was. I that? had yeah. to rewind yeah. it. Yeah, I was very excited when I saw that, and then he just managed to pull it back again. But a fantastic save! There was another save as well, actually, wasn't there? Joe, it? Oh was yeah, that? coming out of Joe, the tunnel. Yeah, so that was
1: Which was very probably brilliant. better than Signs's because he was coming downhill out of the tunnel and probably at a higher speed and uh, managed to save it. So, um, but sorry, I won't. I won't take away from your Signs yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: fantastic save by Signs anyway. So no points for me there. He did not
2: DNF crash. What about you? Uh, so it was dropped. Hamilton, DNF crash, that didn't happen either. We're, we're <laughs> mad for crashes. We I think are. The rain bursts yeah. us towards that.
1: <laughs> well, that's another clean slate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we should just stop playing this game completely. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, then, Dave, what was your surprise? Norris, P5. Oof. Um, didn't happen. <laughs> he got ap P6.
1: Yeah. I still think, given the circumstances of this, I should get a point, <laughs> considering... Call out yours, please. Mine was Norris P4. So I think I should get a point for that for being closest to the result. But I'll let Isidro decide as he's the... <laughs> the. Well, actually, he's, he's part of the game now, but, he, I mean, he's, he's joining late, so maybe he has...
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, you... No. It...
1: Has to be on the money.
2: Yeah, otherwise... <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll take tough, that. Tough, it, it's, but like, turn. it's like the, Stern. it's like a Stern, bet. Fair. If you bet it's that position, you cannot go back to, to the bookmaking and just say, Oh, look, I was close enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That's uh, how, how can you argue with that winning smile and fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I think if I hadn't have called Norris also, I think you might have got away with calling Norris as your surprise and getting a point there. You wouldn't have had to have given a position. Um, uh, no,
1: because Norris did well the week before. We were saying you can't just say, say uh, uh, like Bottas or Norris or someone who regularly oh, comes in right. P10 and yeah, just say, yeah. oh, because they came in P10, he's a he's my surprise that did well. So yeah, if yeah, someone yes. comes in the side side of P10 regularly, then you have to give your point your position. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so on the money there. Okay, so Isidro, um, what was your surprise? Don't uh, let us down. We're on a clean yeah. slate across the board, Isidro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my surprise was Daniel Ricardo B6.
1: Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, Pack <no>. of losers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this is unprecedented. So, I mean, no one gets any points, no one moves anywhere. The standings still are uh, Dave is on four. I am on two, and Asidro, you're on zero.
2: Yeah.
1: Out of 15 uh, guesses, we didn't get a single one right. <laughs> considering there's Considering there's 20 cars on the track, <laughs> 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 you would think we'd have got at least one of these right. Phenomenal.
0: Um, Absolutely phenomenal.
1: All right. Well, let me, uh, so who, who's going first? Well, let, We'll go in just in order then, uh, same order, and I'll call out my predictions for um, Baku, Azerbaijan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. <clears throat> Am I? We, we just all do our top three, and then all do surprises and fly up. Yeah. Yeah. All that right. Works. Okay. So, I've gone. I'm going a bit safe this week. I, <laughs> I nearly had a knee jerk reaction, um, but I, I I pulled it back a bit, and I've gone Leclerc first, for Stappen second, Perez third. Right. My knee jerk reaction would have been putting Perez. In first, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I I cooled the jets. Okay. Um,
0: do you want to give a Do you want to give a reason, or will, will we just give the, our our?
1: I don't think I have to give a reason for a top three. <laughs> no. The reason okay, is he okay. came in the top three. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. All right. My uh, My predictions for top three are: Verstappen one, Perez two, Sainz three.
2: No Leclerc. All right, Isidro, what What's your top three? Uh, my top three is the same as you on uh, <laughs> Max Verstappen.
1: I was blundering to the point.
2: Sergio <laughs> 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 so Perez uh, and Car Sainz. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think Leclerc is still on the bad luck. <clears throat> Shaky.
1: Do you not think it's just Monaco? Like his, his bad luck is Monaco. He's no, there... I think I think it's still too early. Oh. No, I
0: I think Leclerc's gone. Yeah, that's it. That's the last race that he's going to see. Season's the over, is it? For the season, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's done. In my head. All right. Who am um, I to
1: argue with popular opinion?
0: <laughs> the noobs have spoken. All I'm right. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go with my flop then. Um, you're going to hate me for this one, but because I'm given a reason for it, maybe I'll get away with it. Uh, so, <laughs> my flop is. Latifi. Boo! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Boo! <laughs> wait, wait, I know, I know, I know. But I'm I I I I'm I'm throwing the chips down on a crash. <laughs> it's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's not my surprise. It's my flop. All right. Do you want, to, do you want me to call which half of the race he crashes at? Does that work?
2: Um I mean like why is that a flop? Would
1: suppose- you really be surprised if Oh, no, yeah. it's a it's a flop, but it, it would have been a good result for him if he finishes the race. But if he crashes out, it's a bit of a flop, no. He finished Monaco in 15th, <laughs> yeah. no less.
0: Uh, well, how long has it been since he's crashed? He did crash in Monaco. He did crash in Monaco. But but crashed <laughs> out of the race. This doesn't seem like a flop to me, Dave. I don't know. All right, um, do I
1: need to think of a new one then? No, yeah, but I'll
0: tell you what. He always
1: he always a flop. I mean <laughs> So yeah, is Latifi? Are, are we? Are we now ruling Latifi out of any selection for the rest of the season, unless it's a surprise for for
0: for flapping? Anyway, um, yeah, well, go also, go a bit more precise with it then. So be be a little bit more precise yeah. about your flap.
1: Jesus, you're really nailing me on it then. All right, uh, Latifi <laughs> crashing. What kind um, what? what
2: curve in the in the I, corner
1: if he crashes uh, out yes. on that corner in the lap i think there'd be an inquiry inquiry into this podcast
0: I t- i'll tell you what which which jcb will pick up his car <laughs> what you can predict the that?
1: <laughs> all right uh, i'll go latifi a crash and uh, a third variable for corner uh, five lap 23 can i go can i go um fuck me um can i go if i just call the first half of the race does that narrow it down enough yeah well yeah first (laughs) half or second
0: half of the race yeah go on
1: all right i'll go with first Yeah, I go with first because if he's still going by the end of the race, like he's probably on autopilot at that <laughs> stage. Well, I mean,
0: we saw the season finale last season. That isn't that doesn't exclude. That's probably him from why crashing. Williams
1: installed a, an autopilot feature. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Okay. So first uh, half of the race, Latifi crash.
1: Ah, oh, that's terrible. Like, if I known I was going to have to do that now, I shouldn't have epoxy gone with Latifi. I thought I thought Latifi in a crash was enough to. Keep the judges at bay. Don't worry,
2: I'll be surprised (laughs) if it goes past ten laps. Yeah, yeah. All All right, right. that's a that's a good show. Yeah.
1: All right, Scotty, go for. Give me your (laughs) give me your flop.
0: All right, my my (laughs) flop um, is uh, Pierre Gasly, and I'm going to say engine failure. I'm going to be precise about it. Engine failure, not a DNF crash. His engine is going to fail. Engine failure. All right, that's that's a pretty precise
1: call. Jesus are we getting too precise here with the flops like but uh, I, <laughs> I think on Gasly you could have just gone with a DNF I would have I would have been I would have accepted that so crash uh engine failure whatever it might be I, I don't think like I know you've fucking okay, okay. screwed me on the fucking Latifi one but I'm gonna be I fair here I'll be the bigger man here and say <laughs> you can just put in a DNF on that one I don't think if I don't think you have to narrow that down to engine failure because that that that's
0: uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, yeah, he hasn't I'll... been performing particularly well, but I'll take that, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think DNF on that is fine, okay. He doesn't no, exactly no. have a massive history of crashing, like, yeah, true, yeah, true, true. All right, okay. So well, Adoro. Azidro, there's been two uh, fair, fair, fairly controversial choices here. <laughs> what have you got for your flop?
2: Leonard Norris, jeez, all right, outside top 10. Finish outside, the race, just... but outside top 10.
1: It's like top ten. Okay,
2: he's been doing well for
1: so. Yeah, I, I'm going to feel cheated if Lando Norris comes 11th, <laughs> and I've had to predict the first half of the rapes for Latifi. Right? <laughs> I'm going to feel really unjustified <laughs> if I, I if Azedro gets a point on that one. All right, all right. Here's <laughs> here's where I go all in. <laughs> um, my surprise. Um. I'm going I, I I this is why I should I should have got away with my Latifi crash given what I'm going to do for my my surprise. Uh, uh, um okay. So I'm going to go with Schumacher Ooh, with torpedo. points fi- with a points finish.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm happy
0: with that one. That's a good one, yeah. Okay, what's your what's your surprise? My surprise and I'm really going to go outside of the box on this one. Oh Jesus. Is
1: Daniel Ricardo?
0: No, <laughs> Latifi top oh, 10 finish. Stop. For fuck's sake, you might as well just take the
1: zero now. <laughs> now,
0: your reaction justifies how we reacted to your surprise. It's not, it's probably not going to happen, but uh, yeah, I'm no, gonna say no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. The difference is yours probably isn't going to happen, <laughs> yeah. mine probably was going to happen, but you oh. made me pick which half of the race it's going to
0: happen. <laughs> um, yeah, Latifi top 10 if that comes off i want fucking 2
1: points <laughs> Do you know what i'd nearly give you 2 points if latifi gets top 10 i'll, I'll yeah i'll, I'll let's let's put a little note here yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. 2 points Wonderful. if latifi gets top 10 two points <laughs> if uh, latifi gets this is
2: that part of the night where i'm going chips 10. all in
1: oh yeah yeah Red 23
2: let's do it so if for yeah. some reason latifi is listening to the podcast you can't go new <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've incentive. <laughs> All right,
1: Zidro, the last call of the game.
2: Bf Gasly, B six. Oh yeah. yeah, That's geez, that's big. That's a
1: big move.
2: Yeah, hang got a second, bold again. this week. He, he did well in in Monaco considering.
1: Did yeah. he though? He finished twelfth.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the race. He's...
1: Well, that's true. P6 though.
2: I, I blame Alonso. If it was for Alonso, <laughs> Gasly would be there. The human bottleneck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the Gasly result was largely, or his his manoeuvres were largely to do with the the tire setup. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was he was when he was doing his overtakes, he was on the media or he was on um the intermediate tires. Everyone else was still on wets that he was overtaking and wets that were going off. But yeah, I mean alpha Terry I mean this track is a combination I mean you've, you've got a lot of good straights power but a lot of uh, sort of slow slow speed corners as well so Jesus I don't know does that suit alpha Terry well it yeah, will be a surprise out.
2: anyway <laughs> yeah that's, we'll all be surprised even though <laughs> <Dowery. will> <laughs>
1: Although I'm not giving you double points for that, though, if it comes off, no. it, it, it's a bold call, but it's not Latifi bold. Yeah, it's more reasonable <laughs> than uh, yeah. having
2: Latifi in the top ten. <laughs> My man, <laughs> you can God do man. it. Um, right, we make fun of Latifi, and Baku. we will see you. one two for Williams, one two for Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone, everyone on the on the, the pit wall has to dye their hair red if that
1: happens. Everyone, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right, that's it for this week's episode, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week for a pick crew episode. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, send them on to feedback at review.com or anywhere you find us on social media. Until next week.